In today's fast-paced world, your business deserves banking solutions that are as dynamic and cost-effective as you are. Solutions like free business checking from LGE Community Credit Union, free online and mobile banking, no minimum balance required, plus no maintenance fees and dividends on your balance. At LGE, we're a smarter way to bank. See what's possible for your business at lgeccu.org. No monthly maintenance fees. Other service fees such as NSF, overdraft, wire, and stop payment fees still apply. Not all businesses will qualify. Membership eligibility and base savings account that keeps a $5 minimum balance required. And now, it's time for a Deep South legend that's been keeping it real here in Atlanta for over two decades. It's the Buck Baloo Show, only on The Fan. Hello and welcome to the Buck Baloo Show. Here on The Fan, 680 and 93.7. Streaming at 680thefan.com and listen on the mobile app driven by Beaver Toyota of Coming. Beaver Direct, fastest and easiest way to shop online for your next vehicle. Let them wow you and coming at Beaver Toyota. Gang's all here today. We bring it to you. Keeping it real here on the fan. Some people don't like that. Especially, it seems, the Florida State fans have suddenly dropped out of the top five with the loss of their quarterback, Jordan Travis. Just a different set of rules on this show, DT. Surprisingly, you're getting a pass, though, even though you agreed with me yesterday. The beauty of virtual anonymity. Uh, (laughs) The heat hadn't turned up on you, brother. I say whatever I want, Buck. Yeah, exactly. Road Dog in the house, back from Athens yesterday. And Road Dog talking a lot about the Thanksgiving Day meal. And Road Dog loves three things. One, the Bulldogs. Two, the Yankees. And three, a good meal. Which hopefully everybody's going to have coming up on Thursday. As we get locked and loaded, got to pick up the honey baked ham on the way home today. I believe Road Dog's doing the deep fried turkey. Be careful, Road Dog. I love Don't those deep fried turkeys. Yeah, you got to be careful. That's not what we do at our house. We smoke them, but those deep fries are one of the best, juiciest turkeys I've ever had. Yeah, I might have to slide on by and get there. I- I'm into the sides. Oh, yeah, that makes or breaks Thanksgiving, no doubt. Good grief. No doubt. The good sides can make the meal. No doubt about it. Lovely day in Atlanta. We're going to have this all day long, reportedly. The traffic wasn't bad. We had that going for us this morning. Man, I am loving the traffic. I mean, there is none. Came right down 400. Yeah, that's fantastic. I went all the way to 285 today. Really, really nice. You know it's good when you come all the way down. Um, I tell you, I normally get off early. Take the back roads in here. All right, let's get to the big take. Bucks. Big. Take. The game up north gets most of the attention nationally come rivalry week, especially this season with both teams undefeated and flirting with a national championship. But in the Deep South, it's the Iron Bowl that's regarded as the most intense rivalry in college football. Roll down tide. But let's be real. That's a tough sell this year. Auburn is down. 
Tiger fans have zero hope. Alabama arrives at Jordan-Hare Stadium Saturday playing championship-caliber football and full of confidence. The Tigers are struggling, man. Coming off the worst loss in Auburn football program history. Last Saturday, Auburn got crushed by New Mexico State at home. It's the first loss ever to a conference USA opponent, and they cut him a check for 1.85 on the way out the door. Talk about humbling. Meanwhile, the Tide has hope. Here's Alabama's plan. Destroy Auburn. Take down number one Georgia. Win the SEC and force their way into the playoffs. Now, here's the Auburn fans' plan. Close the book on Hugh Freeze's first season, and then hit the transfer portal. The Iron Bowl is special, just not this year. This year, the game up north takes over the top spot on Rivalry Weekend. And the Big Take is brought to you by Daco Systems Heating and Air for your HVAC repair. Contact locally owned Daco Systems at dacosystems.com. Keeping Atlanta comfortable, one home at a time. We'll see what's popping. Let's find out what's popping. Say what's popping is Carson Beck, man. His stock is, is through the roof. The Georgia quarterback. Checking in this week, college football total QBR, a season-high number four. When you look at the total QBR, the advanced analytics, you only have to go down four spots to find Carson Beck's name. You got Jaden Daniels, number one. J.J. McCarthy, number two. Bo Nix, number three. Carson Beck, number four. Uh, Pennock, six. Milrow, nine. Caleb Williams, ten. Carson Beck playing at a high level. Speaking of the game, Michigan a four-point favorite over Ohio State. First time Michigan has been the favorite in the game in five long years. Saturday noon kickoff in Ann Arbor. Buckeye defense better show up because Michigan put up 45 on them last season, 42 the year before that. So 87 points in the last two matchups. I think the pressure in this game, in the game, is going to be on that Buckeye defense. Andrew Jones in the news. He's on the 2024 Baseball Hall of Fame ballot with 25 other candidates. You get 10 tries with a 16-person panel to reach 75% of the votes. And this is Andrew Jones' seventh ballot opportunity coming up. Hit 58% last year. That was up from 41% the year before. I think Andrew Jones gets in this year, the way he's trending up. 
Got some golf news. Paul Azinger out at NBC after a five-year run as their lead golf analyst. And now more information coming down on that. Azinger uh, not, not fired, but he declined a pay cut. Gone. And at that point, he was out. NBC, if you're paying attention, you can see that they're in a cost-cutting trend when it comes to their golf coverage. But it sounds like Paige Spiranak wants the job. Social media icon. She wants in. NBC will cover, I think, next week's tournament. And they'll have that boring Kurt Byram as the lead analyst. You're a big fan of Paige's, right, Buck? Um, I thought that was you. Thought that was you. John Smoltz in the news as it relates to golf. He's advanced to the final stage of the Champions Tour qualifying after shooting 71, 73, 74, and 71. He advances with 79, 79 other golfers to the final. So you got 80 golfers competing for, get this, five spots. And that will go down December the 5th in Scottsdale. So wishing John Smoltz the best. Hoping he can go low. That'd be awesome, wouldn't it? Have Smoltz on the Champions Tour. He's played a little bit on the Champions Tour and done pretty well. And that's what's popping as we come on the air today. That and me being criticized on social media for putting Alabama in the top five. I was going to ask if they were getting after Bama Buck on uh, on Twitter after yesterday. I'm just trying to keep it real, man. Uh, you were clear. These are your power rankings, right? This is not how you expect to see the college football playoff uh, rankings coming out tonight. Yeah, and I'm telling you, the Seminole fans are upset. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. I thought they'd well, they should be. give me a little bit of a break. I, I had them number one for weeks. You were earlier you were in the, the biggest season. I was ahead of the curve Absolutely. there. Yeah. Now they've lost their big-time All-American caliber quarterback. And so I've downgraded the Seminoles because of it. The committee, uh, they will come out with their most recent playoff rankings uh, just coming up tonight. Just two to go, right? We get this week, or I guess we'll get some more next week. Yeah, this is just two more yeah, to go. So coming up tonight around 8 o'clock, 8.30, we'll know what it looks like. Now, they don't consider injuries when it comes to rating these teams. We spoke about it yesterday. That is not something they consider. When they rank the team. So I would argue that that I think that's appropriate because in my mind, that's projecting forward. That's trying to predict the future. That's not basing what this team has already done. No, no, no. You agreed with me yesterday. No, I agree. Shift gears on if me? you want to say, no, I didn't. I didn't really agree with you yesterday. I don't think, I, I think if no, Florida you did. State. I ask if Alabama would beat Florida State right now and you say yes. Well, yes, I don't, but I don't, that's not Is the question Alabama at hand. Is Alabama going to beat Texas That's right not now. the question at hand though. The well, question is the whether job should be is identifying the top four teams in college football. And that's fair. But it, it's it's the age-old question, again, of, of most deserving versus projecting who you think is the best team. And all they can do is look at the data points that they have, which are the uh, 11 games that Florida State's already played and won, uh, 13 or 12, sorry, whatever it is. And that's all you have, and you can't project forward. For all we know, the backup quarterback will play well. It, we're, I Tate think, Rodemaker from who knows? Who high school. Well, what about Cardell Jones? What do we know about Cardell Jones when he came in uh, and, and 
fix things up, save the save the program at Ohio State after they'd gone through two quarterbacks and they just kept winning. So well, who's to say to they Cardell can't do that? Jones. I, I, I don't know. But uh, anyways, um, he's no Tate Rodemaker. Who knows? Who knows what he is? I just I just know if a team and a major conference wins all their games, goes undefeated, wins the conference championship. They're in the con- they're in the p- the college football playoff yeah, unless there's five. Thing, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's what it is. Let's look at the resume and see what's most impressive. All right, uh, coming up next, man, we're going to dive into this Falcon Saints matchup. Talk about uh, rivalry. We're going to dive right in. Got a uh, Saints insider will join me live from New Orleans. Coming up next, you got the Buck Blue Show here on the Fan six eighty and ninety three seven. Tonight in Arkansas, there's a mother tucking in her daughter and turning off the light. A business owner is burning the midnight oil. An at-home dinner date is plating up possibility. And it's all happening under one roof. How? The power of a conversation. Like the one John from Integrity Solutions had with First Horizon Bank about his vision for a sustainable mixed-use building. Now it's not just words, it's life. First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash john. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. The fan is ready for brave season. Are you? 3-1 smoked high in the air, deep center field, and heading for the horizon. A home run by Olsen. We're streaming every game of the Braves 2024 season free on the 680 The Fan app. So make sure you download it now and don't miss a pitch of the Braves this season. Fan 680 and 937, 10 o'clock hour brought to you by Dupree Plumbing. When you need plumbing relief, call the team we trust at Dupree Plumbing and score 50 bucks off your next plumbing service at DupreePlumbing.com. Time to go to the Hobson and Hobson Newsmaker line and talk a little Falcons football. You know, he's had a lot of success in the league, and they obviously invested heavily in him. And they know that Jameis has been a you know, productive player, too. I think there's some things that they've they've evolved on offensively. I mean, I think you look at every season, there's they have four life lifespans. Uh, we want to break them into quarters. And uh, I think Derek's an extremely smart player. They've got good skill, good players around him. they got a veteran O-line. Certainly, you're not going to trick him too many times. He's seen a lot of looks in sleep. Yes, yeah, Arthur Smith talking about Derek Carr and the Saints. Let's bring on uh, John Ken- uh, John 4K joins us live from New Orleans with ESPN New Orleans 100.3 uh, Sports Hangover Show, former Saints quarterback and a longtime friend. 4K, what's going on, brother? What's up, Buck? Man, just uh, chilling down here in my new tea shop that we're trying to get, uh, you know, selling some teas on, on these chilly little days down here, but Everything's going well, man. I'm just uh, relaxing. How about you? Well, as it turned up down there, I know this is rivalry week, man, and I'm not talking college football either. We got the Falcons <laughs> and Saints teeing it up on Sunday. Well, you know, it's so funny because down here on our show, uh, we were bringing up all the issues between Atlanta and the Saints, and you kind of can say, okay, who wants to win this game or who doesn't want to win the game because they figure like whoever wins the game, they'll end up eventually keeping the coach where whoever loses the game will probably end up firing him down the road. 
then they go to the quarterback situation. The Saints have quarterback issues. I think Atlanta's got quarterback issues. You go to other aspects of defense, you know, it's on and on and on and on. Uh, but they all like it. The fact that, hey, it is the rival. I'm going to be in Atlanta. I fly out on Friday, uh, going to the game. And uh, look, man, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't even know who's going to play in certain spots, but it's just one bad division, Buck. Yeah, no doubt about it. So we're going to see Derek Carr get the start Sunday? Yeah, he should be uh, the starting quarterback unless he gets uh, injured between now and getting off the bus. (laughs) Uh, What are the chances of that? Well, I mean, he could slip. uh, You know, I mean, I don't know how many times he's got a shoulder injury. Uh, I mean, this guy's got the best doctor. Every time he he hurts that shoulder and they say he's going to be okay, slight concussion, they said – He's fine. He's going to play this game. Uh, he'll start this game, and we'll go from there. I don't know. Look, the, the Pittsburgh Steelers fired their uh, offense coordinator. People down here want to know why the Saints haven't done theirs. So you've seen the Falcons. I know you've watched Desmond Ritter earlier this season. What's been your impression of Ritter? Well, you know, he's he's capable of running with the football. It happened last year when they played in the Dome here in New Orleans when he got his first start. He uh, he ran around. He did some things with his feet. He didn't throw the ball that bad, but he's not really what I call an NFL typical throwing quarterback. He can hurt you with his mobility, but he hasn't produced for them. And that's the, the key that the Atlanta Falcons coaching staff and management thought that maybe he'd come in here with a good solid running game and possibly a, a good defense. And all they needed to do was manage the game like the guy does in San Francisco or a few other quarterbacks in the league. But they haven't gotten that out of Ritter. The uh, Ritter hasn't performed what they thought he performed like he did in Cincinnati. Well, because he's been a turnover machine, man. So you must, yeah. I bet you Saints fans are counting on at least three or four turnovers coming out of Ritter well, on that, Sunday. That is our key. To, you know, the Saints defense need to get turnovers to shorten the field for the Saints. Because the Saints aren't one to drive down the field. Uh, they'll set up for field goals. But if the Saints can get some turnovers and shorten the field, That'll help them because, you know, the Saints are very capable of kicking lots of field goals. Uh, they got a problem finding the end zone themselves. Carr is not really, I'd call, a big turnover machine. He just ain't, he's not a scoring machine. So, Dennis Allen, man, what, uh, what what's his situation as far as the job security goes? What has to happen for him to hang on to this? Oh, they better win the division and get the playoffs. I don't think but one team's going to make the playoff from the division, and whoever wins it gets in. May it be a you know nine and eight record, you know ten and seven, eight and nine. No matter what happens, he has to make the playoffs. Uh, and I hate to say this, but if he makes the playoffs, he's got to at least win the football game in the playoffs. If not, he's done. I mean, I'm pretty sure that they're they're cleaning house when the year's over if the Saints don't perform or don't make the playoffs. What's been the the big drop off since Peyton exited there? What's been the major issue for the Saints? I think if you look at it, you know Dennis is is, is a good defensive coordinator, and, and that don't cut it in the NFL. Defensive coordinators aren't don't make good head coaches in the NFL. Don't know why, but you know it's a passing league, it's it's a score league, and what's going on down here with him is it, it's been his coaching. You know some of his offensive philosophy. I don't think they gel. I don't know if it's friendships or what the deal is. Uh, player-wise, some of these guys just haven't played. Carr hasn't played up to par. The receiver, Michael Thomas, I mean, you want to talk about somebody get off the bus and get hurt. Hell, he get hurt before you step on the bus. You know, he's a guy that every, you know, we just, it, it, I'm surprised he lasted this long before 
missing time, missing practice, missing games. We thought it'd be three or four games into the season. That's one thing offensively. They still haven't gotten much out of the tight ends, and that's all they talked about was the tight ends, the tight ends, the tight ends, and OTAs. That's all we saw Carr do with his tight ends and stuff. The running game is not there. The O-line has been, you know, a problem all year long with injuries and reshuffling. Defense has the ability, started out beginning of the season as one of the top 10 defenses in the league, and now it's got probably between 10 and 15. They slacked off a little bit, so they're not getting turnovers at all on the defensive side of the football. And if I had to put it down, Buck, and tell you, I think this is a problem. They just haven't performed the players that they thought they'd bring in that was supposed to be the guys to bring his team to a playoff. Hey, so we're in the third year of a three-year plan with Arthur Smith. What's been your impression of the Falcons head coach? Uh, not much. Uh, I look at him the same way I probably look at Dennis Allen. He hasn't really done anything since he's been there that got him weapons. Uh, but when you don't have a quarterback, it's going to hurt him. And I have to give him that much that he has not really had a quarterback since he's been there. But that's his fault and a manager's fault. I don't think he's really done a good job there with Atlanta. And I'm going to tell you right now, I think that they lose this year and uh, they don't make the playoffs and win the division. He's out. Well, we brought in this guy from the Saints, Fontenot's coming in and running the show. And looks like there's a disconnect. you got R. Smith, a former offensive lineman, wants to lead the run game. And Fontenot, again, coming out of the Saints culture, front office there. He's, he's gotten Kyle Pitts tight end we don't get him the football drake london uh not featuring him at the wide receiver spot uh we got bajon robinson who has shown some flashes of being outstanding but it's been up and down with him here in the rookie season getting all these playmakers for a coach that wants to play smash mouth football what's going yeah, that on that doesn't make sense i i you know i i yeah if you're the Tennessee Titans, I can understand that with a big running back, a powerful line, and a good defense. That's not Atlanta's situation. You got a dome stadium indoors; all the weather's going to be great. You got to get the quarterback. You got the receiving core there that we know of. You got a running back. Your line's not that bad. Your defense is supposed to be well better than last season. Uh, you got issues here. Uh, it becomes the front management. You have to get your coach the right guys. But then again, the coach has to understand. This ain't the, the, the Big Ten, three yards in a cloud of dust, Woody Hayes days. This is supposed to be aired out, spread it out, run the football at times, but throw the football, but you got to have the quarterback. And, and and look at this division right now. Young, he's not doing very well. Mitt Baker's struggling now. Carr's having issues, and you got you got you know Ritter. So, so who do you look at? There's no quarterbacks in this division. Well, I tell you what, I'm already looking ahead to the draft, John. You've got a lot of quality quarterbacks. This draft should be loaded up with quality quarterback options. And I've got my eye on that guy at LSU as far as the Falcons are concerned, Jaden Daniels. What are you thinking about him moving forward? Well, I'll say this. He, he, in my eyes, he's the Heisman Trophy candidate. Should win it this season. He's putting some great numbers up there. Not just the fact he's throwing the ball, but he can run it. Now, when you say that quarterbacks in the draft there are a lot of quarterbacks in the draft for the Atlanta Falcons to be able to get one at a high pick they're going to have to tank and get ready for next season uh that's point blank because if they win a few more games in the middle of the pack unless they trade up to get one there's about four quarterbacks that probably can go in the first round and if they want to get a good one start tanking I don't know if we're going to have to do that or not we got that easy schedule though at uh We'll see how it goes uh, you know, on Sunday and still got to come <laughs> down playing, there. Keep 
keep playing uh, keep playing the quarterback you got playing now. <laughs> you'll you'll be just fine. Yeah, and that'll be tanking. John Forcade, <laughs> Saints Insider, ESPN New Orleans one hundred point three. Check him out down there. Former Saints quarterback, <gasps> former Ole Miss quarterback, and a longtime friend. We appreciate you hanging out for a minute, John. Anytime, Buck. You take care. Forcade getting it done down there in New Orleans, man. Great to have him on the show. And football fans, college fans, want you to hang out with us come Saturday. College game day, going to be live at the $3 Cafe in Sandy Springs. 11 to 2, $3 Cafe on Roswell Road in Sandy Springs. Come by and enjoy Atlanta's best wings, coldest beer. 85.95 Roswell Road, $3 Cafe, Atlanta's best wings. Family-friendly sports bar. Saints and Falcons coming up on Sunday. Right now, though, let's talk a little clean, old-fashioned. Hey, how about Tech? Get ready for Georgia and Georgia Tech coming up Saturday. Under the lights, Bobby Dodd Stadium, a 7.30. Toe meets leather scenario. Georgia's won five in a row in this series. Beat Tech the last three seasons by a combined score of 134-21. to 21. But sounds like Kirby and the Bulldogs are smart in preparing for a much tougher test coming up on Saturday. And I like the way Kirby is painting this. It's time to play for the state championship. That's what he's talking about. So you got to motivate your players week in and week out. Georgia has dominated here over the last couple of years. But this is a new Georgia Tech team with Brent Key running the show. What Brent Key has done to impact things with the football program at at Georgia Tech as he's brought a winning culture to the football program. He's hired a quality coaching staff. He's recruited some quality players and a legitimate quarterback to go out and take the snaps. This is a different animal that Georgia's going to face on Saturday. As far as the uh, quality coaching staff goes, Buster Faulkner jumps off uh, comes out uh, immediately with the job that the Tech offensive coordinator has done. Now, he was on Kirby's staff last year. Brent Key stepped in, brought him to Georgia Tech. And Buster Faulkner has done a really outstanding job uh, doing what he's done. He's put in a legitimate offense as far as the scheme goes. He's done an outstanding job of game planning. And I like the balance that he's brought to the Georgia Tech offense this season. They can run it. They can throw it. You got their quarterback who is a dual-threat quarterback. He can do both of those things. And look at the impact that Key and Faulkner have made. The Jackets a year ago offensively averaged 17 points a game. Embarrassing. 17 points a game. This year they're averaging 32 points a game. Talk about an impact. There you go. There's the impact that Tech was looking for right there. Um, Let's hear from Brent Key talking about how these rivalries are only good when the games are good. It's a great rivalry. And for rivalries to be rivalries, you know, they have to be competitive football games. And I truly believe that. So, and and that's our job is is, is, is George Tech football team and organization and players, coaches, everyone, myself, starting with myself, is to make these games competitive. And as I mentioned, uh, Kirby Smart addressing his team, preparing them for a tough football game. Here's Kirby. 
they've won games because they're, they're playing good football. Number one, they've done a good job upgrading talent. He understands what it takes to win at Tech, what kind of players to go recruit. And I think as he gets his recruiting classes in there, he's not going to do anything but get better. But when you got an offensive line coach as the head coach, you're going to have a physical, tough team. So here we go. Looking forward to seeing it go down on Saturday night, man. Intense, tough. There'll be some hard hitting going on. And the Bulldogs expecting a much better fight this time around. Yeah, you can tell, listening to Kirby, how much respect he does have for Brent Key and this coaching staff and this game. Whereas maybe, if we're being honest, last couple of seasons he's had to kind of dance around some certain things going on in the program. It's it's a much more difficult fight and much more uh, much more complete Georgia Tech team that they'll see on Saturday. Tech bowl eligible. Yeah, absolutely. And I was looking around, looking at the bowl projections, one of which had Tech going to Boston to take on Memphis in the Fenway Bowl. Might be one option for Tech coming up after this clean, old-fashioned hate matchup. All right, uh, let's get to that Bulldog Roundtable. The fan is proud to be the official sports talk station of the dogs, and it's time for Bulldog Roundtable with Buck Balloon. 25-20, far sideline, 15-10, 5, get in there, touchdown! Bulldog Roundtable is proudly presented by Georgia's own credit union, Georgia Pack and Load, Finley Roofing, and by attorney Ken Nugent. And that's going to be the ball game. Georgia will win this ball game. Only on the fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. Joining me now on the Bulldog Roundtable, Bulldog defensive back Javon Bullard. Congrats on that win in Knoxville, man. That ball's offense. That scheme is designed to stress the defense horizontally and make you guys tackle in space. Uh, looks like you and, and Ty Key did a pretty good job. What you combine for 16 tackles in the game? How'd you guys shut it down? Uh, really just through the preparation that we did all uh, weekend practice, man. Uh, those guys are hard to scheme against. The, the pace that they go, the the, um, the the width and splits of their receivers, man, it makes you make one-on-one tackles and, and cover one-on-one in space. So we had to dial in on that throughout practice this week, and um, I feel like we did a pretty good job in, uh, of showcasing our skills on Saturday. There's no doubt about it. Now, do you get some enjoyment of going on the road in the SEC and sending these opposing fans home early? Oh, man, it's huge, man. It's huge. There's no greater feeling than going in an SEC territory, an opponent's SEC territory, and seeing nothing but red and black as you leave, man. So that's huge, man, and I, um, I'm grateful for this team. Man, you, you're playing some be- the best competition in college football week in and week out, so I know you expect a challenge when you uh, step into SEC play. Uh, as far as the adjustments, you hear these commentators uh, when you watch some of these games, they talk about making halftime adjustments. Man, it looks like your coaching staff on defense, you're making adjustments after the first possession. Oh, man, it's huge. It's huge. We make sideline adjustments. I feel like we have one of the best coaching staff, if not the best coaching staff in the country, man. Coach Schumann, Coach Smart, Coach Munchtown, those guys do a, a hell of a job of putting us in the right positions, the things that uh, we can fix, and they fix them right away, man. We don't wait. We don't hesitate. We don't try to wait to halftime. We, if we can fix the mistakes that we made, we fix them right then and there. And I feel like the, this week was one of those critical moments where we had to fix them right then and there. Um We'll never want to let an opponent score on the first drive, especially not the first play. But like I said, those sideline adjustments are mandatory, and they, they help us out big time. Man, it looks like you guys are playing your best football of the season right now. Uh, how about the defense? As you look back at the start of the year to where you guys are right now, uh, what kind of level are you guys playing at? 
uh, we want to keep improving each uh, each week, man. So anytime we uh, can improve, we want to do so. Like I said, we definitely want to get better in the red area. Uh, we've been doing pretty good on third down this year, so we want to keep that up. And like I said, really just the first drive of games, we want to start better, man. We we don't want to uh, – we love the sideline adjustments also, but like I said, we don't want to start off a game giving up a touchdown. We can't get to where we want to go without – I mean, we can't get to where we want to go giving up first half, a first drive touchdown. So like I said, we got to dial in on that. Hanging out with the pride of Milledgeville, Javon Bullard. Now, I was Javon, I was a little concerned when Pops went down. I was thinking, oh, gosh, I just don't know how they replace Dumas Johnson out there. But this C.J. Allen kid stepped up. How how uh, are you? Have you been surprised with the way he's playing? What'd you expect? Not at all, man. The guy comes in to work day in and day out. He's one of those freshmen that you is that, that are rare, man. You don't get freshmen like C.J. Allen too often, man. The guy comes in, he takes notes. One of the first guys there, one of the last guys to leave. Uh, he's going to be a, a hell of a player in the future, man. I'm excited for him. Now, you guys are holding out hope that Pops is going to get back before the end of this run? Um, of course, we all. If we can get Pop back, you know, we 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 definitely hope so, and we we want him back. Um, definitely going to need him back in order to do the things that we want to do. But um, like I said, we we. We pride ourselves on um, being developmental players, man, next man up. So uh, anybody that's, you know what I'm saying, unfortunately, Pop went down. But like I said, C.J. Allen's played great. Raylan Wilson has also played great. Um, we have a lot of guys in that linebacker room who are ready to play. So like I said, um, we're praying to get Pop back. But if not, the show must go on. Javon, you're a Georgia guy. So you you know all about this Georgia-Georgia Tech thing. And looks like they're playing a little better football this this year. Oh, yeah, definitely, man. That coach and staff has did a great job of really just turning that program around, really just having them excited to play games. Uh, really, it's going to be a great matchup, man. Like, it's, a, it's a pride game, I like to call it, old-fashioned hate. And uh, hopefully we can come out with a victory. Hey, let's wrap this thing up. I'm going to throw you a curveball here. I want to hear about this path that you're on academically. As I understand it, you got a, a journalism focus going on. I mean, I'm thinking you're going to take somebody's job in the sports talk business before it's all over and done with. <laughs> Yeah, man. Uh, journalism always been my passion, man. I always loved uh, like sports broadcasting and things like that. Even when I'm done playing the sport, I always wanted to stay close to it. So, um, if any way, I, any way I can get close to this game and stay close to this game, I, I want to do so. And journalism just always seemed to be my passion. Like I said, me and my mom grew up watching Shannon Sharp and Skip Bayless in the morning, so uh, it's kind of stuck with me. And now it's sort of came my uh, my little side passion. Well, Javon, keep up the great work, man. We uh, we appreciate you. Thanks for uh, the time today. I appreciate y'all. Go dogs. Yeah, always good to hang out and kick it around with Javon Bullard, man. He is playing some good football on that defensive side of the ball, and you're going to see him playing in the NFL sometime very soon. Sure looks like it to me. All right, coming up on the other side, the Braves have added another piece to the bullpen. I'll break him down as we focus on another area of the team. We'll get into it next. Got the Buck Baloo Show here on the fan, 680 and 93.7. This morning in the Atlanta airport, no one's missing a meal on Mac Wilburn's watch. With 11 restaurants to serve passengers, he's got dining for every destination. And it all started when Mac talked with First Horizon Bank about opening a franchise in the airport. Now it's open for business and cleared for takeoff. First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Mac. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. 
sandwich lovers, today's your lucky day. There's a whole new way to roll for lunch or dinner delight with Nucky's Hoagies in the Roswell Corners Shopping Center. Now open, Nucky's Hoagies in Roswell is family owned and operated by the subsisters, Stacy and Shannon, whose love language is food and Nucky's Hoagies, their passion. When you bite into a Nucky's Hoagie, you'll taste the difference. The softest hoagie rolls ever, along with hunger-quenching sandwich combinations. Make Nucky's Hoagies in Roswell on Woodstock Road your new favorite spot for lunch or dinner. Show on the fan 680 and 93.7. We're getting ready to eat big coming up on Thursday. You might want to lay off for a couple of days, or does your stomach get smaller and then you can't eat a lot on Thursday? Look a bit confused. Time to start warming up, Buck. Getting ready. I think Road Dog's philosophy has been eat big, eat big, and then eat big. Although he looks to be in great shape right now. Thank you, Buck. And so does the Braves' bullpen. For the latest on the Braves, it's time to go shopping. And this Braves talk today brought to you by your locally owned and operated Ace Hardware. Find your neighborhood store at acehardware.com. So it looks like to me the Braves' bullpen is set and ready to go for the 2024 season with the acquisition of Ronaldo Lopez who signed a three-year, $30 million deal with the Braves yesterday. And I did some video analysis of Ronaldo Lopez last night. And I'm here to tell you this. We're talking an explosive fastball that tops out at 100 to 101 miles an hour. Folks, he's blowing it by people. You serious, Clark? But that's not all he's got. He's got more than just the explosive 100-mile-an-hour fastball. He's got a slider. It's got two-plane movement with a downward tilt. So he's going to feature the explosive fastball on the slider. You will see him mix in a changeup. And rarely, you'll see a curveball. Coming out of the bullpen in a high leverage situation, which is he's going to get the ball in the seventh and eighth inning with a one or two run lead. You won't see the change up and curveball much. You're going to see the 100 mile an hour fastball, and you're going to see that devastating slider. So, where does he fit? Well, we got Iglesias closing out games, and he's done a marvelous job of that. Uh, so you got Ronaldo Lopez, who will be in the high leverage situation, seventh and eighth inning, when the Braves have a small lead. And he will be there with Aaron Bummer, who we picked up here in the last few days. Got A.J. Mentor. We got Joe Jimenez, who we re-upped with. You got Pierce Johnson, who we re, uh, re-upped with. And hopefully we're going to get Tyler Matzik back, throwing gas from that left-handed side which would give this Braves bullpen a deep and balanced pin with three lefties and three righties to set up Iglesias. Man, I'm telling you what, it is looking good right now. So we got the bullpen set, which was a little bit of a weakness last season. And I like how we've 
acquired these power arms, which is the trend in Major League Baseball. So obviously you're not you're not buying uh, that Lopez might be thought of as a potential starter for them. No, I'm looking at him to come in in the eighth inning yeah. when we've got a High one or two run lead. Too. Yeah, this bullpen's looking uh, looking pretty stout. I'm telling you, man, if you want to be impressed, just go to uh, search up Ronaldo Lopez video highlights and look what he was doing a year ago. Gas. And you're going to be thrilled with that. Let's get to the final word. Time for the final word. Brought to you by Howard Brothers, keeping Georgia green since 1955. Yeah, final word today. Now the Braves can focus completely on one thing. Getting an outstanding top-of-the-rotation starter to plug in for the next two to three years. So who would that be? Well, I think the best fit is going to be Sonny Gray. Sonny Gray has already gone public with the notion that it's not just about money with Sonny Gray. Sonny Gray wants to go to a winner that has a chance to win big. Sounds like the Braves. Braves are looking for a quality top-of-the-rotation starter to plug in. Sounds like Sonny Gray. Bob Nightingale is reporting that the Cardinals are the favorite to get Sonny Gray. They're probably willing to overpay. Dodgers are looking to add a quality starter in the rotation. They're a little thin right there. They probably would be willing to overpay for Sonny Gray. So what's the market value? For Sonny Gray, a 34-year-old right-hander. Market value would be three years and $60 million. Doesn't sound outrageous to me. Unless the Cardinals or Dodgers are going to drive up the price. And that could complicate things. Looks like the best fit. Yeah, culture fit too, which is important with the Braves. That's going to do it for my show today. Got Nick and Chris coming up next. Stay tuned for that. Back tomorrow. Hope you'll join me then. Buck Belushi Show here on The Fan, 680 and 93.7. Thank you, Buck. In today's fast-paced world, your business deserves banking solutions that are as dynamic and cost-effective as you are. Solutions like free business checking from LGE Community Credit Union, free online and mobile banking, no minimum balance required, plus no maintenance fees and dividends on your balance. At LGE, we're a smarter way to bank. See what's possible for your business at lgeccu.org. No monthly maintenance fees. Other service fees such as NSF, overdraft, wire, and stop payment fees still apply. Not all businesses will qualify. Membership eligibility and base savings account that keeps it $5 minimum balance required. The fan is ready for brave season. Are you? 3-1 smoked high in the air, deep center field, and heading for the horizon. A home run by Olsen. We're streaming every game of the Braves 2024 season free on the 680 The Fan app. So make sure you download it now and don't miss a pitch of the Braves this season.